Rogers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Well, well, well. Back from the streets of Queens where I was out in Bayside. Bayside Terrace uh, helping Vicky Palladino's campaign today. First day of uh, voting. Uh, early voting. Uh, she's running against the veteran Tony Avella. That'll be a heavyweight championship battle. They both know how to run races. Uh, and then I was down in Creedmoor uh, getting out of the vote for Bernard Chow. He's a rookie against Linda Lee, the Democrat. She is basically, uh, uh, I'd say, played prevent defense. Didn't take a position against the tent and the uh, migrants in Creedmoor. It's basically stayed under the radar screen. So that, that's a flushing district that, that goes all the way out into fresh, like fr- the edge of Fresh Meadows? Is that uh, what that is? Almost uh, to the border of Nassau County, uh, New Hyde Park, that whole area there, and everything uh, as you go west from there. But the next stop is Nassau County. Are they both Chinese or one of them Korean? No, uh, the... Uh, the uh, v- Vicky Palladino area is Whitestone, Bayside, right. Flushing, and College Point. But so they, the, the two people running in, Cre- in the Creedmoor area are both from the Flushing district. A right? lot of a uh, lot of uh, first generation immigrants, all different types. I mean, you've got Koreans, you've got I Chinese. I mean, Flushing is amazing. It is. I mean, they, they become much as you know. Frankly, your race started to show it. You've got the old the old line Chinese Flushing, yes. and then more recently the 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 Korean. Uh, have have come into flushing, and there's been a real a real battle between the Korean and Chinese communities there. Who's going to be the, the next power? So you were out there for for your Republican lancemen. You're feeling pretty confident this year. Uh, no, because nobody knows what to expect. Nobody knows this is city council election. Uh, so there is an opportunity to win seats. I think the real bruising battle is taking place uh, over where last weekend the whole world was watching when the Palestinian pro Palestinian march. Uh, ended up being blocked by the police in what you call a horseshoe blockade. They were on 5th Avenue and 72nd Street in the heart of Bay Ridge, which has been an Arabic-speaking community before World War One. It's the oldest uh, in the northeast sector of the of, United States. But a lot of Coptic Christian Egyptians there, too. It's a fascinating yeah, community. And, yeah. Syrians and, right, and Syrians. But mostly Muslims and easy for them to turn out thousands because all they got to do is come out of their homes and they wanted to make their way on Saturday night to 3rd Avenue where all the Irish gin mills were up and running with weather like this. And the cops at the 6A precinct and what they call SRG, strategic uh, rapid uh, group, whatever they call themselves, said, we got to block them here. Because <laughs> if they go to 3rd Avenue, the, the Irish are already out in the streets because their bars get packed early. And there would have been fights because, remember, um the Irish are there. They will be like half in the bag by about 8 o'clock. Uh, some American flags uh, were being desecrated along with Israeli flags so that you could just imagine. I don't think they would have had enough cops to keep things in order. But today's focus is down in Crown Heights where you had a demonstration two weekends ago. And they do it very brilliantly, the pro-Palestinian uh, do- uh, demonstrations. They always... Have Jews take uh, the center stage, whether it's Jews for Palestinians, Jews for justice. Occasionally you see a Jews for Hamas sign. But they allow Jews to basically dominate in terms of being the organizers, the speakers. You see, like, a young man will have a prayer shawl on. And you'll say, like yesterday, I was out in 
Huntington at the two-man show, brilliantly done by Bill O'Reilly and Sid Rosenberg. All the WABC listeners, right, right there on New York, they didn't speak any politics. It was all about them. Uh, they were both born in Brooklyn. Bill O'Reilly moved out early with his family to Levittown in, uh, in Long Island, and Sid obviously grew up in Brooklyn. By the time I left, which was about three-quarters uh, through, because I had to get back here to do the uh, from uh, 12 midnight to 6, it was all about themselves, their backgrounds. People were feeling okay. so good. But even people were asking me, and they're saying, Curtis, when I watch these demonstrations, I see these young Jewish boys and girls, well-spoken, well-educated. They seem to be the leaders of demonstrations against Israel. What's going on? Now, remember, it's mostly a Gentile audience. So I think the optics... Uh, the pro-Palestinian groups are seizing the advantage of what I call technology. It's like, it's like video technology. You see young Jewish men and women in the front. You see signs that say Jews for Palestinians. And then you get confused because you say, well, the Jews don't even agree with what's going on. And that's why Gentiles, I think, they take a step back. They figure, hey, this is tribal. We don't really have a role in this. You know, we like Israel, but. We're not gonna. We're not getting out into the streets. No, no, no. Yeah. Leave it to them. I, I think you're exactly right. And another thing that happens is, you know, you see this polling. Do you favor a ceasefire? Well, everyone wants things to cease firing. Everyone wants until you start to realize all that really means is well, I, you know, there was the UN resolution that was passed calling for a ceasefire that doesn't even mention Hamas, for example. Like, but you're right. Look, there is a a liberal capital L. Tradition in the Jewish community. There always is. It, it's the same tradition that exists in Israel. Israel is a socialist country that, that, you know, the whole notion of the kibbutzim is the idea of socialism and everything else. But I think that's definitely happened. You do see a lot of young lefty types that look Jewish, but I, I haven't seen any Jews for Hamas posters, but, but I, I think that is, that is what's going on. But it doesn't, you can't deny the fact that, and you said this last week and you've been saying it on the radio all week, the rallies of the pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas folks—they look pretty muscular. They look pretty big. There's a these are big and they're crowds. Young. They're young and they're young and they're and young. So, like last night, brilliantly engineered. It's rush hour. They take over Grand Central Terminal, including the new link out to the Long Island Railroad that was such a waste. It's like a mausoleum. I don't know why I they took, took it, over. I took it yesterday. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they even bothered <sighs> taking over that part of it. Nobody takes it. But the point being is. They shut everything down in Grand Central. They all wore black shirts. I think it said Jews against violence or something like that. Uh, and it was mostly, uh, you know, people who were self-describing themselves as Jewish. Uh, you didn't really see what looked like hardcore Arabic folks, you know, with the shmatas on their heads, with the kafir. And that can be very confusing to somebody just passing by saying, well, they're, they're, they're for Israel. No, no, they're not there for Israel. <laughs> so, know, but it is pretty amazing, though. The polls nationally and ever overwhelmingly support Israel. It really is. I mean, uh, yes, we, we do have the bigger – because most of these – most of the people that matter, the adults in the room, so to speak, the people that take the time to learn a little bit about this, the people that make policy are supporting Israel. But it does really look – the optics – and and I, I did my podcast, The Middle Unplugged, about this, of how I stopped a, a young person who had a poster of a free, I think it said Free Palestine. And I asked her, I said, uh, free from who? I said, from the from Israel. I said, should they be free from Hamas also? She says, no, Hamas. Like, basically, she, her instinct was to defend Hamas. And I said, by the way, where do you mean when you say Palestine? What do you, what do you? 
I said, and river from the sea, all that kind of stuff. I mean, these kids don't know what they're doing, but I get it that they think as liberal young people, they're in favor of the underdog, which they think it's the Palestinians when it's not. And they're in favor of the oppressed. They think it's the Palestinians. They don't have any, any sensibility that the terrorism is, is making it worse for them. And we're there. We're using we're losing this debate. And it might not matter today because none of these people are in positions of power, but maybe it does in five or six or ten years when they grow up to be the Congress people of the future. Well, this is a mini version of what I went through when I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, the Vietnam War era. I mean, then it was huge, you know, a million people for the inauguration of Richard Nixon after he beat George McGovern in 70. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.